This is Radio Plasma, a space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Welcome to Radio Plasma. I'm Johan Rashi Vega, and here we are in our studio in New England Media Lab inside Gateway City Arts in Holyoke. And we're going to talk about a festival happening during this summer that is going to bring the history, essence, and influence of a multicultural blend happening in Montague, Massachusetts. And this is the festival Barves in the Woods. And for that purpose, I want to welcome Ido Moore, who is one of the organizers, along with Laudable Productions, on the creation of this event that is going to bring a lot of energy and amazing music to our region. So, Ido, welcome and thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for having me again, Johan. It's uh, always a pleasure to talk to you and uh, share our, our love for music together. And yes, yeah, so we have this festival coming up on August 17th in a very enchanted place, like you said. It's in uh, Montague. Massachusetts, which most people know only because of the book mill, the Montague book mill, which is possibly the most beautiful used bookstore I've ever been to. It's right up against the Sawmill River, and it's one of those magical spaces that you'll never forget in your life once you visit. But beyond the book mill, there's not a lot going on in Montague most of the time. You know, the, it's got restaurants and cafes in the, in the compound, but Uh, we've discovered uh, some, some friends of, of our production company, Laudable, have offered us their beautiful 12-acre property to do a very special event together, which is uh, this coming festival. It's uh, right along the river. It's a very magical network of fields and forest with paths intertwining through it. And so, I mean, the music is really going to be only half the experience here. So. And uh, I'm really excited to talk to you about this event, which is the first time uh, it's ever going to happen in here in Western Massachusetts. And it's an homage to uh, a bar in Brooklyn called Barbez, uh, which is a legendary institution in Brooklyn for live music, specifically live music from all over the world. They have performances there twice a day, every day of the week. It's over 700 performances a year with every, every kind of music you could imagine from um, gypsy swing, Balkan brass music, all kinds of uh, cumbia, Venezuelan joropo, and showroom music that we just had here with a New, uh, New England showroom festival for the first time. So it's like a giant melting pot, a sort of a transliteration of music from around the world that gets to sit in New York City and become something new. And that is what the bar is about. And uh, we are excited to bring it here to Western Mass for people here to experience and at the same time to give the bar a chance to stretch out, uh, have a whole piece of land to experience what it does with everywhere everyone can fit at the same time because it's actually a very small space in, in the big city. Which is something, it is so ironic being such a small space that it makes sense for Brooklyn to be like that because Big things have small beginnings. And at the same time, it becomes this hub that 
hosts so many different cultural influences and representations through artists, through musicians, through creators. And this community of people who are interested in learning from each other and enjoying and appreciating each other's cultural and backgrounds and influences, that the space becomes, regardless of its size, a huge venue for this exchange and flow of energies. So being able to take it from Brooklyn to a space that is bigger, yeah, a little bit distant from the city, but at the same time, it makes total sense because it talks about those migrations and those travels of the people who are already known to be performers and regulars at Barbes, being able now to showcase their talents in the Pioneer Valley. Yeah, I think, you know, New York City is one of our most important gateways to the rest of the world. It's only a few hours from here. Over, I was just checking, over 37% of New York is, are, are foreigners who were born in another country and come to the U.S. and they bring with them uh, all kinds of food and music and uh, other cultural knowledge to share. And if you live in New York, you get to experience that every day. But many things that are worth sharing that just don't get here too often that we sometimes we travel to New York to experience. Uh, and here's an opportunity to bring all of that up here in a very concentrated fashion during one day, a day-long music festival. It's going to start at 1 p.m. and go uh, all the way to close to midnight to 11 p.m. And we have 10 different bands, uh, 10 different genres of music, uh, really celebrating everything that this place is and moreover celebrating everything that New York City offers to, um, I think, the U.S. world music scene, to the U.S. music scene in general, which is constantly changing as a result of this dialogue it has with other cultures. One thing that I, I was noticing recently is that maybe during the 2000s, we saw the emergence of a lot of world music projects fusing somehow with electronic music. That was the common vessel for many artists to put out their music and their culture and their influences. As the time moves on and the perception and appreciation of this music becomes more common in different places around the globe, one thing that I'm noticing is that the vessel now is the organic and more like returning to the roots of the original ways and sounds of the music we are listening to. So yes, the electronic element is still present, but we are being able to listen to these artists and musicians perform in the way the music was intended to be originally. Yeah, I think it's, you know, in, in the, all, the, all the bands on this lineup, which includes uh, Antibalas, who's been sort of the premier Afrobeat band in Brooklyn for 20 years now, uh, Underground System, Combo Chimbita, they, they have elements of electronic music in what they do and have used that, I think, in different ways to kind of evolve their sound in, in uh, different directions, but they all have a, a certain faith and uh, belief in holding closely to where this music comes from as it's changing. You know. I think at the same time, the music scene in, in New York uh, celebrates the, its own, its transformation, you know, these traditions going through a diaspora experience coming from the Balkans coming from uh, South America, from Sudan. They're a result of, of a new generation of people playing to a new kind of audience, which hears things differently, moves to the music differently. And uh, it's, it's a really beautiful thing to, to have both 
this traditional music from other countries and also its evolution into something new. How this idea of bringing Barves from Brooklyn to Massachusetts came up? Uh, I guess that's a good question. I first walked into Barbez in around 2005, which uh, was only a few years after it uh, had opened. But when I experienced the place for the first time, it seemed to me already like an institution that had been there for a long, long time. You, you go in and there is a very warm neighborly feeling where pe people seem to all know each other. There's uh, a calendar of events just for one month, which is many pages long, and it goes into detail describing each each of the concerts that are happening. And then you go into the back room, and it's this empty box that gets filled uh, nightly with the most most varied sounds you can, you, can, you can imagine. My history with Barbez has been, I've never lived in New York, but every time I would go to New York, I would try to swing in and spend an evening there. I've followed many of the bands throughout their development there, and... I think just one day uh, in the, this past year, well, actually, it was at the end of a um, 10-day meditation course. I'd been sitting and doing nothing but breathing for 10 days. This idea sort of just popped into that vacuum as the course was ending, and I couldn't stop thinking about it. It sort of destroyed the end of my meditation <laughs> in, a, in a beautiful way because it was very exciting and also sort of self-defeating. Why don't we take the essence of this place and bring it up into a, a giant open area where people in New England can experience it, perhaps for the first time, and where New Yorkers can get a break from the city and come enjoy some nature and experience their, their, this beloved place of theirs in a different way. And at the same time, for people living in New England and Massachusetts to enjoy the best time of the year for open-door activities, and what a best way to enjoy the elements with friends, meeting new friends, and enjoying of music from all over the world. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful moment in the year to have this cross-pollination with city people, country people who live around here. Uh, I know Southern Vermont's very excited about this. Franklin County is very excited about this. And uh, we're collaborating with, with uh, the Shea Theater. They're going to be doing some interesting events throughout the day on site. There's going to be... Uh, beer and food as usual at these things as you would imagine and we have some surprises for you if you if you can make it so we're talking about a festival that is going to gather representation from africa from latin america from the balkans and everything in between where we're going to be able to enjoy of different projects some of them emerging ones and others that have been around for decades Mm -hmm. creating this path of appreciation of multicultural influences of music. And like you mentioned, when we're talking about music and projects that are based in New York, it's about representation of their own culture plus living in the city mm -hmm. and everything that comes with it being able to assimilate and sometimes not entirely, but being able to merge and combine and bounce between different styles and ways of life and influences and flavors and sounds and languages mm -hmm. all together. And I feel this festival is going to allow for us to have a taste of 
all of those little experiences mm. in a single big event. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're this, the effect of the city and its people, you know, like Combo Chimbita is a really good example of this. They are all immigrants from Colombia. They've been living in the U.S. for five to 15 years. And I think part of the reason that they are who they are is because living in New York, they have a nostalgia for Colombia. And the, this music they make comes out of that. It's, uh, they, weren't, they weren't playing specifically Colombian or Afro-Latin music when they, uh, when they got to New York. They were playing hard rock, funk, it's almost sort of like kind of heavier punk, punk sounds. And then they uh, connected with uh, Carolina Oliveras, who spent most of her life doing music in Colombia and moving from folk festival to folk festival and really understands Budarengue uh, and, and these other traditional forms. They started playing together and their music is this sort of trippy, weird uh, translation of Colombian music into New York City that I haven't heard anything like it. I'm really excited for folks to experience them, probably for the first time. They're a band that met in Barbez, formed in Barbez. It owes their existence to having sort of the space to play in the city. They had opened its doors to them having a weekly session or a monthly session for a year or two and led them to a sound that's given them a great amount of success. They, they no longer fit in Barbez when they play. And also, I think about uh, the Ambesa Orchestra as another perfect example of appreciating the music and culture of the African sounds, but being a band that most of its members are from Israel. Yeah, that's right. Ambesa is, I think, a beautiful case of, of a group of people who are not from the place, but they have an incredible amount of devotion and love for its music. And they've taken on this sort of uh, labor of love, this project, to uh, play as faithfully as possible while writing their own original music, as faithfully as possible to Ethiopian, Ethio-funk, Ethio-groove from the 60s and 70s, uh, which is right when like the music of James Brown and jazz and brass instruments all came together in a moment in time in, in Ethiopia and created something that's really... Uh, really worth coming back to and, and playing again and letting that have its own relationship with other kinds of music. You know. So we're really grateful that they're on the lineup as well. They've been to the Valley a couple times now and people absolutely love them here. Yeah, they have an energy that is so unique. And at the same time, I love that example of their work because that is also a great way of what it means, cultural appreciation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I remember uh, during the conversation we had when they, they had the last show in East Hampton about how sometimes the cultural appropriation effect that happens most of the times when people take influences, sometimes without even knowing that they're doing it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes purposely, but without the respect and appreciation and the value of whatever it is that they are utilizing. Mm -hmm. And in this case, in Best Orchestra, they did their homework. They really are educating their audience on Ethiopian music and honoring it, doing the performances they do with such powerful energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that, as many of the projects that we're going to be able to experience in this event, I feel is another mission, yes, to have fun, to enjoy being together through music, but at the same time to keep educating 
our current and future generations about where we come from, what do we bring, and what we are doing with what we have culturally, musically, and throughout all the different representations, including food, of course, on how we are shaping the sounds of our own communities, being all of them from different places. Yeah, I think it's a testament to the integrity and the, uh, the spirit of, of a performer that they acknowledge, they respect, and they uh, pay homage to the music uh, that they're playing, you know, and recognize its roots. We have Antibalas is uh, one of the main bands responsible for reviving Afrobeat 20 years ago. Uh, Afrobeat has had a huge Im importance in music probably since Fela did his six-month residency in uh, Los Angeles in 1969. Fela Kuti, the, the father of Afrobeat uh, from Nigeria, spent you know, six days a week for six months playing this music, and then its influences leaked into James Brown, into Sly and the Family Stone, into uh, Talking Heads. Uh, and then Afrobeat is sort of living, living in our collective musical experience, but then a band like Antibalas comes around uh, right around 2000 and creates a band that is specifically honoring that, creating a revival around that music, and also doing things with it in today's climate, in today's political climate specifically, that are you know, really important and bring the music to a new generation of listeners. In a way, continuing the purpose of what the Afrobeat originated and making it current to the times when we were talking about that word that now is part of our lingo, sadly, uh, terrorism, and everything that came around that with the events of 9-11. And I remember listening some of the tracks by Antibalas making references to that effect mm -hmm. after 9-11 and how the cultures of all representation in New York were impacted through mm. this. Mm. And the music showed. Yeah. yeah. It's Afrobeat and Antibalas, it's like the antithesis of pop music. The idea is the tracks are sometimes 15, 20 minutes and you enter into almost a kind of a trance. Uh, the music it's a, is very danceable. And, and then the the improvisations, the vocal improvisations, uh, the message of, of the singer, the front, the front man, uh, Amayo, uh, come through and, and they get you in a very receptive place and they move you, you know. I think they're, the, the music is designed to bring you into a place where emotionally you can go deep with new ideas. You mentioned listening to Antibalas is also an experience of going into a trance, which is... Absolutely true when we are also listening to the mixing of their influences, the Afrobeat, and at the same time, all the sacred ancestry of the African roots that were infused in the Caribbean and that are also present on the sound of Antibalas. This at the same time becomes another bridge that connects that trans experience that Como Chimbita does as well. Mm -hmm. Their music mm -hmm. being so strong and full of that energy influenced by rock and punk, also you can tell it has a lot of that energy from the ancestry and the indigenous influences still present mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as a way to recognize that identity that sometimes it is missed, that sometimes it is not always visible 
but you can feel it, especially when you're listening to their music. And I feel Antibalas and Combo Chimbita, they both have that same special vibe to their sound that becomes so captivating. Mm. Yeah, this is music that uh, comes from ritual, you know, from thousands of years ago, from human ritual. It's not just entertainment. It has a, like a metaphysical purpose behind it, you know, and it's really a treat to be able to do this outdoors in a natural space under the sun and moon as opposed to a concert hall where we often see these things. And um, that's, that's part, of, part of why it's, it's special to, uh, to have these uh, musicians come to a music festival outside as opposed to being locked indoors somewhere, you know. And then, of course, the danceable, contagious energy of klezmer music and music from the Balkans, mm. which is another success. We mm. have had experiences previously through the events that Laudable Productions and World Music Collider have presented. And it's going to be like this huge gathering of previous artists and projects who have shared their beautiful music with us and new ones coming for the first time to the area mm -hmm. that are going to make this an amazing, unforgettable experience, which is Varves in the Woods. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. It's, you can uh, get your tickets online, uh, www.barbezinthewoods.com. And there's also all kinds of more information. You should watch the trailer. It's fantastic. It's right on the website. And, uh, you know, we've only talked to really about three or four of the bands on this amazing lineup. There's, um, it's an astounding amount of music for one day. It's going to take you in all kinds of uh, directions. We have Big Lazy, who are... They're a trio that's been making um, very undefinable music. It's almost... It's the kind of music you'd expect to see in, like, a like an American noir film from the 70s. They're like filled with a lot of twangy guitars and very like evocative twists and turns. And they, I've never been to the Valley before, but they're one of those bands who's been around in New York for a long time and uh, people who know music know, know about them. They're, they're like the creme de la creme, you know. We have Stefan Rambel who's been here before for Django and June. He is... You know, possibly the greatest gypsy jazz guitarist in the United States at the moment, and we're so excited he's coming up to share his music with us. Uh, El Sara and the Nubatones, East African retro pop from Sudan, Slavic Soul Party, who definitely have done more for Balkan brass music in the United States than any other band over the past couple decades. They're coming up, uh, and they're always a party. So I, I say, you know... Make sure, make sure you, you don't miss this one because this is the first year we're doing it and it's, it's going to be a special inaugural event that's going to catch people by surprise and, and blow people away. People already into war music, definitely they will identify many of these names as headliners that you don't want to miss. If this is something that you are going to try for the first time, definitely this is one not to be missed because you're going to have an excellent reference of what is the sound of world music currently through artists that are playing in different venues in different countries. Mm -hmm. And they are coming all together in a single event. Mm -hmm. And for sure, it is at the same time the opportunity of knowing people, learning from each other. And sometimes the only way to get this experience is when the music is playing and we are all listening to it and moving to it. Mm. That's when you get to realize of so many things that we take for granted 
And sometimes we don't take the time to appreciate. And we all are capable of enjoying good music and we are all capable of enjoying being together, connected mm -hmm. through the sounds of those instruments and those musicians playing for one single purpose, for the joy of everyone in the place. Yeah, the, there's nothing like the analog experience, right? We're so used to jumping around from platform to platform now and in these digital worlds that we inhabit. But here's, here's a festival that's taking place ensconced in, in nature in, um, with a collection of music you've maybe heard a bit of, but not all. And you get to experience it one moment at a time in the middle of this Western Mass summer we have. So uh, tell your friends about it. And also tell your friends in Brooklyn because we have charter buses that you can take from the bar itself, from Park Slope. Uh, that will be leaving very early in the morning and coming back late that night for an, like a really full day. You can drop out of Brooklyn for a day, pop into Western Mass, and then uh, be home in the morning. So, so this is Barbets in the Woods. The lineup includes Antibalas, Underground System, Combo Chimbita, Slavic Soul Party, Alzara and the Nubatones, the Ambesa Orchestra, Stefan Rembel, Clesperanto, the Berkshire Batteria, and Big Lazy, among many other surprises that are in the plans for this fantastic global music festival presented by Laudable Productions. This is just, I hope, the first of many more to come. Yeah, so do we. We would love to see this turn into a, a multi-day event uh, that gives these musicians who are coming up for a weekend the chance to... Uh, sit in on each other's sets, play more with each other. We're drawing all the performers from Brooklyn, so they already have some familiarity with each other's music. And this is sort of like, a, you know, Barbez summer camp for them, hopefully. Which I think in the scope of a one-day event is not, so, not very possible, but who knows what will happen in future years. And at the same time, for all of us here in Massachusetts, whenever you go to New York, and if you are unsure of what to do or have some spare time, go to our best absolutely because yeah. that's guaranteed that you're going to have good music environment and atmosphere in a unique spot that is going to make more sense for you once you are either at barbes in the woods or at the actual barbes in brooklyn to understand why it's so relevant and so beautiful to be able to enjoy of this experience in both places brooklyn and montague Yeah, yeah, I highly recommend it. If you're going to New York for a day or two, drop in there and see what's going on. You won't be disappointed. Well, Ido, thank you so much for continuing doing this event. It's really important. Something that is not only providing entertainment and good music for our region, but it's also, like I said, an educational experience. Something that it could help so much to bring a better understanding of what it means to be in a place that is made of so many different cultural influences that all of us are here and we are contributing. And doing this is the best way to appreciate each one of those influences being here. Mm, yeah, thank you, Johan. I appreciate that. I think, I think that we're in the middle of a, of a very strange moment in our history uh, where diversity as a country is being questioned. You know, the, the, so the cultural richness The treasure that is the United States is under assault, and I think the only way to combat that is by fighting back culturally, showing through music, through dance, through food, through art, through being together, uh, 
this is really a worthwhile endeavor. There's nothing else like it anywhere in the world. You know, New York is the biggest, has the biggest immigrant population in the entire world out of any city. And this is uh, the magic that happens when people like that come together. This, all this, uh, this treasure trove of music that we're just going to bring up here for a day. So, definitely. So this is our conversation with Ido Moore. And this is Barves in the Woods, happening August 17th at Montague. With this, we conclude our conversation. Ido, thank you so much. Uh, thank you. And this is Radio Plasma that has been recorded inside Gateway City Arts in our New England Media Lab studio. I'm Johan Rashivega. Thank you for listening.